there's another Aaron Paul show that I didn't know about with uh, Octavia Spencer called Truth Be Told. And the synopsis is uh, a true crime podcaster tries to solve the mystery surrounding a family's patriarch's death. I guess we're, we're into the, is he the point where podcasters... <laughs> yeah, I, I, <laughs> podcasters. <laughs> he's so talented as an actor yeah, I think he's with so the right talented. material, but he does shit. Like, he did Need for Speed the movie right after Breaking Bad. He has wow. a terrible agent, apparently. I think he's, he's so enthusiastic. I've seen him in interviews. He seems like a really nice guy, like a genuinely good person. And I think he's one of them guys that's so enthusiastic, so fucking thrilled to just be acting that I think he's just like, yeah, let's do it. Like, you know what I mean? The kind of guy that gets up and looks in the mirror and is like, you're going to beat the day. <laughs> you know, like, I think he's one of them yeah, guys. Yeah. And like, the agent's obviously Wasn't a dickhead he... and he just does things like... <laughs> Wasn't he one of those videos of celebrities? That <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm yeah, so sorry. sorry for being white. I'm, them I'm, fucking ones. Yeah, I'm sorry. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I'm I was like Aaron Paul. No one fucking. No one is what? Like, no black person on the planet is going. Man, police are killing us. I really need to hear what Aaron Paul has to say about being white. Like, it's so fucking self indulgent when all these celebrities do that. Like, you know, like I talk and to they black still friends keep about doing it. it. Right? And every, anytime every single something, time something happens. Right. Anytime something comes out, like, I'll send it to one of my black friends, like, hey, check this, man. And they always reply, yeah. it's like, why are your it's people like, doing this? And I'm like, I don't know. <laughs> like, I don't fucking know, man. It's, it's, like, like, it's like, we just I want, wonder, like, I wonder what's, whatever. It's like, I wonder what Stanley Tushy thinks about this. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just Stanley Tushy. Man, George Floyd's just been murdered. Get Gal Gadot on the fucking line. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, it's so fucking... They're so, like, self-indulgent that... How... You know that Imagine video, right? Not one of them oh. went, hey, this is fucking crazy and no one is going to appreciate it. It's like, how about just give loads of millions of pounds away to a fucking black charity and shut the fuck up? You know, that's all you have yeah. to do. Instead, yeah. they have to be like, oh, no, this is my problem too. You know, like the best thing they could do is be fucking quiet. You know what I mean? You guys didn't like the get out the vote cell phone video ad with like naked Sarah Silverman and Josh Gad saying, oh, hey, you know, democracy matters, guys. We got to we got to really get out the vote. Vote or die. How about, Hans, you, yeah. you destroyed my life with that. Hans must have posted a screenshot. And I was like, what the fuck is this? And I had to find it, what it was, and just ruined my day, man. Completely soured my milk. Awful. Yeah, you know, just Sarah Sarah Silverman holding her fat tits, telling you to vote. Thanks, Sarah. <laughs> I know, right? Look at me. I'm Sarah, Sarah Silverman. Look how beautiful I am. Oh, and vote. Like, and then there's what's that dickhead? The one that like destroyed Netflix ratings. She she steals everybody's jokes. The one she looks like a Amy, telly uh, tummy. Sarah. Amy Schumer. She's like, I'm naked. Her again. no lips. Great. Her I, weird uh, lips and her mansion. Right. I was like, what are you going to do? Fall over again? Like, I don't know. Like, yeah. Ah, <laughs> uh, that was so... They, they really annoy me, man. And it's like, it's just so fucking unreal. That, that if I was an American, I saw that, I think I'd just check out. I'd be like, fuck voting. Like, you know what I mean? Like... <laughs> It's like I don't understand if there's anyone that actually gets inspired by that shit instead of just let's just laugh at these people. What the fuck? You know, it's just millionaires right. that don't understand the real world anymore because they've been so used to their own bubble of I'm a millionaire. They right. think that you know I'm, I'm gonna take my Chris Rock did it. He's like I'm gonna take my shirt off. Chris Rock was on that. Like, yeah, oh, I love Chris Rock. Rock. Why has he done that? Yeah. He's well, he's an actor integrity now, right? now. Yeah, he's an he's a in Saw, is it? And he did a no, he did a saw spinoff, and he's on that. I mean, 
if we get back to TV, he's on the new Fargo that's currently airing. Uh, is Fargo worth watching? I watched the first series and liked it, but it looks a bit pastiche now to me. Uh, it's 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 waned a little bit. I actually think the second season of Fargo is probably the best yeah. one. Right. Uh, the first one's not bad at all. I, I like the cast of that, but season two is great, and then season three didn't really hook me. Jesse. I, uh, Jesse so. Plemons is season two, right? I I don't know I don't know I don't recall no 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 he's on season two season two has yeah, uh, what's her name Kristen Dunst and uh, your guy from Burn Notice who you love that series Burn Notice on USA yeah what's his yeah, name I love that show that guy's guy? that guy's actually a very good actor he's very good in the Sicario movies too Jeffrey Donovan Jeffrey Donovan hell yeah Yo, Burn Notice is awesome, dude. You just have never given it Burn Notice, that's another very filmic, very cinematic TV show. Burn, if you want to watch a movie, go watch 110 episodes of Burn Notice. Yeah. Uh, there's, if, um, you, if you want to watch uh, CSI, but cool in Miami, but cool. Like yeah. Actually cool. Okay. Oh, okay. Watch Burn Notice. That's that's seven seasons in a, in a movie. Seven seasons in a, in a spin-off film. The original Fargo is pretty good, actually. I think it was a film, if I remember. I think I remember movie, watching yeah. it, and I think I liked it, but it was quite a while ago. Yeah, Coen no, Brothers. the Coen Brothers are good. I just watched um, A Serious Man, which I had never yeah. seen before. Mm-hmm. That one's pretty good. I love that movie. Uh, they're they're yeah. fairly reliable as a directing duo. I don't think they've really petered off at all. Did they do... Uh... Wait, who did No Country for Old Men? They did that. They did that. I was gonna too. rewatch that again like two days ago, and I forgot. But I might do that again tonight. I thought that was a great fucking film, man. Like very spooky. Yeah. Uh, that. I mean, I would say the first two seasons of Fargo probably fit into that category. Even though I don't, I don't know if they have like a singular director. But I, with, with like uh, the basic network shows, it's more of a showrunner type deal. And they they had that Noah Hawley guy uh, who did legion and uh i don't know he's kind of like their ryan murphy at the moment where they'll just green light any idea he has except ryan murphy's now in the business of ruining pre-existing properties like like one flew over the cuckoo's nest but you know feminist and uh what what very brightly colored are they doing that yeah did you see the uh trailer to ratchet it's on netflix it's nurse ratchet it's uh it's Fuck American all. Horror Story, but in that universe, it's it's right. So we got Nurse Ratchet, who's one of like the all-time great villains in, yeah, in yeah. film I love history. That film, who's yeah. awful woman, uh, and uh, you know it's gonna it's gonna make sense of her nature. So it's like, oh, oh all these men disappointed her. her. Oh, right. She's actually a closet yeah. lesbian, and this is why she's right, acting the way right. she does. Woman power. She's torturing these guys lobotomy hello yeah. like yeah, yeah. fuck man why can't they and leave anything like... alone man and there are so many excellent like stories you could tell of like really inspiring women you know what i mean i'm not even being fucking woke like it's just a fact there are so many cool women in history so many cool fucking things you could write but they always have to just like destroy it with like oh yeah we, we like everyone thinks that we're living in like the most fucking important period of time or something like in five years all of this is going to be gone and everyone's going why the fuck did they do that you know what i mean nurse ratchet is a fucking <laughs> yeah. villain like there is, it's not like well poor her like her husband cheated on her whatever wow. that's why she tortured men like, fuck man like <laughs> i mean if if you read the synopsis it's it's a very good sell it says um in 1947 mildred ratchet begins working as a nurse at a leading psychiatrist 
psychiatric hospital, but beneath her stylish exterior lurks a growing darkness. So wow. Joker, it's, it's just... female Joker, is what yeah. I hear. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and, yeah, now, yeah. and now apparently he's gonna be doing a fucking Jeffrey Dahmer story, where I guess it's just gonna be Jeffrey Dahmer. Remember Dahmer? He was super gay now. You know, mm. he was gay, but now because right. it's Ryan Murphy, he's just gonna be a huge, just flamboyant, you know, flamboyant killer. Uh, yeah, we'll get Zachary Quinto to play him, or uh, any one of Ryan Murphy's <laughs> harem of very like straight jawed. Uh, blonde-haired, muscular men that all look the same. <laughs> you know. Do you know what? Great. That's a big problem with films for me now. Yeah, I, I remember reading this really interesting concept years ago. Is a woman wrote this article saying how like there is some. It was about actors and films, but she she was kind of describing this concept of like there are some men that are they're they're really good looking because of how ugly they are. Do you know what I mean? And she used Charles yeah. Bukowski as an example. She used um, Steve, what's his name, as an example. Fucking... Buscemi? Huh? Buscemi? Yes, yes. Steve Buscemi is, a, is an example. And I was like, that is such a fascinating concept, man. And now you just turn it on and it's all good-looking people. And it's like, I don't know, man. I want to see someone that looks like they've been through some shit. You know what I mean? Um, yeah, some disgusting, ugly fucks. I would love right. to see that in movies again. I was just watching Midnight Cowboy with uh, Dustin Hoffman, and he's all dirty. He's got dirty teeth throughout the movie. Looks, right. uh, you know, <laughs> makes me want to puke. But he's so good in the movie. It's like, yeah, he's a handsome guy. I'd go on a date with him if I was <laughs> a pretty woman, he's, you know? Isn't he yeah, also, yeah, that's isn't what you were going to say. Like 5'4", too? He's like a little, little guy, a little man. Same with uh, James Caan. James Caan was also... James Caan's the little, the little greatest, man. One of the greatest leading men, and he was this little man that was... That's guess, because kind of in, in order to exist in, and perform as like a not good-looking person, you have to exude confidence in that. Mm. And mm. I think that's really what's attractive as opposed to, I'm going to get surgery done and hire a personal trainer and take HGH so I have a right. giant upper body that appeals to all these gay executives in Hollywood yeah. that will hopefully <laughs> give me these parts if I do them a favor or two, you know? Yeah, yeah, and, like, hire them some kids. Um, yeah. But, yeah, it's, it's fucking... It's really, like, disappointing. and That's why I remember when you told me to watch... Um, fuck, what's that film by them two brothers? Not, not uh, the gems. Good Time. Good Time, uh, right? Good time? And I think oh. Buddy's in Good Time, right? Yeah, buddy. And yeah. Then, so when I saw him, man, and like I was like, I couldn't stop looking. You know, when you just look at, he's like not a good looking guy, but he just looks cool and fascinating to look at before he even fucking spoke. And then he starts speaking and you're like, holy shit, I want to know what this guy is doing. Like, it just, it adds to it, you know, rather than like, yeah, they all look good. A year to five years in Rikers. That's what he's doing right now. <laughs> he's going to come out even worse, man. Fuck. You got in contact? Uh uh no but i know what he's up to currently uh so he is uh yeah he is currently in rikers last i checked he's got at least another year ahead of him he might get transported upstate which is going to be a nicer prison and maybe he'll get like uh you know monitored release or something but isn't it uh, some like bullshit charge as well like it's no, not no, terrible, no, right? no, not really. I mean, it's not a big, it's not a bad charge. I mean, it's not what the worst it? charge you could get. It was uh, he was forging checks in his mother's name to take money out of her account, and uh, he got busted, and sent away for. Uh, it's pretty a bad. Year, but he also, 
That's not great. No. Uh, he had he had some priors, maybe. As right, well, but he's not so. fucking pedo or anything. You know what I'm saying? No, 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 yeah, no. Yeah, thank God. He's not a bad guy. Unlike he's just, yeah, uh, he's just a little misguided. Shit. Yeah, yeah. Can you talk about your film on here or no? Sure. I mean, well, uh, I, what's what's there to talk about? The Hans, I mean, uh, you're the star. I'm right? really, yeah, man. Hans, I'm really excited, yeah. man. Like, what's what's the updates, man? Actually, you're in it too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, we're this is part of the movie. Actually, this is the movie. It's very avant-garde. It's very uh, French New Wave. Yeah. Um, it's a, a director that likes smelling his own farts. It's good. Yes. Yeah. I'm, I can't wait till I get to the point in my career where I just like photograph a wall and then put that out as a film for two hours. You know. Where are you with it though, to, man? Like, to, how's the edit going? To oh, it's going. To be fair, it's going swell. I've to, I've to had be... so many sleepless nights trying to finish what I have so far, but I also have uh, I have some like prosthetics and stuff arriving uh soon Sick. so i can pick up filming and do some interesting things with that i don't know i don't want to i don't want to talk about it too much i don't like yeah, talking yeah, yeah. about or releasing things about something i'm in process on because i've done that before when i was like 22 and then uh nothing happens and then nothing <laughs> comes out i make yeah, a yeah. i make a 40 minute movie in my head and uh yeah it just <laughs> it, nothing comes of it I lose $20,000 in credit and uh, I have a cool trailer <laughs> and no movie. So I don't want, I don't want to do anything. I don't want to jinx it. <laughs> no, fair, fair, man. To be, to Send be me fair, anything think, if you can, I though. I think you man. earned... I think you earned... I, I, I was going to actually... I could send you a you, clip. Hans has seen a clip. I just... I touched it up a little bit. Yeah. I got like a good seven minutes ready to go for public viewing. Um, oh, and then the rest is like... It, man. When I when I when you I'll, said you were I'll, doing it, I was like, I like that's fucking cool. Like this guy knows you put me onto so many good films or movies, and um and then when like you said you were doing, it, I was like, how the fuck's he gonna do that? And then when I even saw the screenshots, I was like, how the fuck have you worked that out? Like it looks, it just even the idea of it is cool, man. Like I, I can't the script as well. Like, I can't wait to see it. Thank you, thank you. I mean this this movie has changed uh, so much. And that yeah. I I wrote it initially. It was like a good hard boiled crime crime film. And then uh, because of just Hans and I, it turned into a comedy real quick. I mean, it was always yeah. going to be comedic, yeah. but sure. like so much of our fucking uh, dialogue just turned into improv. And it's like, all right, so now it's just a comedy movie. Um, but it's That's also great. it's it's a little bit of everything, you know. Um, but it's going it's going well. It's going very well. Hans, you think you're going to get the Oscar this year? So little competition. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I was I was gonna say that. Uh, to be fair, you did earn your right to smell your own farts because you spelled mine for ten days. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah, living with Hans and two other men in a stu- again, you know, we thought we were booking a one bedroom apartment, so we're like, all right, two guys are gonna go in the one bedroom and sleep together, and then somebody will get like a blow up mattress and do the couch. And uh, it turned out. Nobody paid attention when Jerry was booking the place, and it was a one, one room studio apartment that we all had to share. Fuck. And this was this was terrible. We, it, I mean, it, it turned out to be okay, all things considered. But mm. the stench, the stench. Don't light a match. It was yeah. bad. Now with Hans's well, also, gas and bowels and like, uh, <laughs> oh, like I I was having snacks that I never have here because we don't have them, and then Jerry was having like um 7-Eleven burritos for dinner so it was just just gas <laughs> oh, just man. thick Fuck. gas everywhere yeah well let's oh, and Jake was it, eating eggs only eggs Jake too. was like on his egg white diet just, so he was purely just, consuming that 
Um, it was, it was it, like, if you're in there, you can't really tell. But if you go out for a smoke, you go out to 7-Eleven, which was right up the street, you come back, you want to die. Like, your right. face will melt right <laughs> yeah, off your yeah. skull if you <laughs> enter that environment. Good working uh, environment. Yeah. Uh, it was, it was uh, pretty gnarly. Because, again, Hans is, I mean, we're, we're all eating normal food for the most part. But Hans is just eating Funyuns. He's eating hot Cheetos. He's he's eating all these terrible foods, and uh, really diet. contaminating the place. Yep. Yeah. It's a, but yeah, Hans. No, please, it's really a miracle that you're alive. The way you please. Eat. Please do send me a fucking clip, though, man. I'd love that. I want to drop a trailer sometime around like early December. I got maybe about a week of filming ahead. I've been working my ass off lately to just continue funding this movie. Mm-hmm. And uh, I've got a little bit because I wanted to get I wanted to get Eric Roberts to play a role. And Eric Roberts is way out of my price range right now because of COVID. Yeah. Um, so that is not going to happen. So we're going to do something a little different. I'll tell you about it once we're, we're, we're wrapping up here. Um, but it's going to get it'll, it's going to get weird. It's going to okay, get very well. I look forward David to hearing Lynch. about Yeah. Um, <laughs> anyway, Hans, why don't you um, why don't you talk about uh, uh, your favorite cartoon while I go uh, urinate and grab a Red Bull real quick? <laughs> okay. Why do, Why don't we just have Jake talk about his new podcast? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, no. Well, I want to talk it's... about that. So no, save it oh, for when I get back in a minute. Okay. Yeah. Talk about cartoons, Hans. You love cartoons. I don't watch cartoons. I actually like cartoons, <laughs> man. Like, I like fucking... There's a lot of old, like, cartoons <clears throat> cartoons that are quite interesting. You know what I mean? But I think what it is is the, the culture around it now, which is stupid. Yeah. Like, you, I was thinking, oh, I shouldn't let that bother me. But then it, you can't help it because it seeped into the culture of the actual making of the cartoons, right? Like, they're making shit mm-hmm. for fucking weirdos and, like... It's so like if you every so often there would be like a new cartoon come on Netflix and I'm like oh this might be funny and now like I just swerve it you know what I mean it's like it's gonna be shit but it's also a thing of uh, maybe the 90s and 80s uh, it was a lot about heroes right it was a lot about what type of different heroes we can have you had uh, Thundercats you had Silverhawks you had a show called Cops that was about detectives you have shows like this where it's like bad versus good now uh, it feels like everything. Even if it's trying to be something like that, they have to push their agenda or whatever it is Absolutely. that the message is that they're trying to say. Right. So so the enjoyment that you're trying to get in, uh, from the show, if you don't believe what they believe blindly, then it's just jarring. It just turns you off completely from enjoying anything just because it's so transparent what they're trying to do with it. And b- before it was more like, let's entertain kids or let's just do something entertaining. Right. And but- now it's... Here's my message. There was always a message, I think, though, but it was kind of abstract, right? It was like underlying. It was like, oh, it could be this, it could be that. Like, you know what I mean? It's like you could interpret it a different way, whereas now it's like, nope, here's the nail on the head. Like, you know what I mean? It's like, it's almost like, um, was it called when they, they, like, subvertive advertising, when they would, like, flick a Coke up or something for, like, one frame? Do you know what I mean? Like, to make you buy a Coke? It's like Uh, that. Subliminal? Subliminal, subliminal, that's it. Subliminal advertising. And it's almost like that, but now that's the whole frame. Like, the whole fucking thing. You know what I mean? It's like, okay, we get it. Like, this guy's bad. This guy's good. Like, what the fuck does that have to do with a cartoon universe, you know? And it's it's also the fact that now they're 
trying to make them so inclusive that at the end of the day, the show is not for anyone because it's for it's it, it, it tries to be for everyone exactly. But then at the at the end, it's just like who's enjoying this, right, you know? Because right. it's, it just goes too far, and you know, I, yeah, I do focus on what. I do think it's good, like, you know, like, say you're a trans person and you're, like, you watch something, you see there's a trans mm. person in it. It's like, yeah, cool, that's good for them to see, like, okay, there's a representation of representation, what I'm in there. Yeah. But, like, I know trans people. They're not there going, like, well, I wish there was a trans person in everything I watch. You know, that only exists on Twitter. People yeah. are just trying to enjoy shit. You know, them being trans doesn't mean they only enjoy trans things. You know what I mean? It's like what the fuck you know it's like you're you're basically making content for a fucking twitter algorithm it's so crazy man yeah and also uh a character can be gay or can be trans or can be any of those things and not have that be their entire personality absolutely in fact that would be way thing. more empowering it, 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 right it ends up becoming a caricature of what they actually are because they're trying to be so inclusive that it's like, well, they have to be everything. Yeah, so yeah. like they have to be every gay and they have to be every trans person instead of, hey, maybe this character is interesting because this and this and this and oh, also they like men or or also you know they're trans or whatever. Right. That would that that would be different and it would make it more enjoyable. But now it's it's like because they're so afraid of not including every single type of that thing, whatever it is. Then it's just like we have to make it the most flamboyant, the loudest, the bitchiest, the most, you know, running on the stereotypes, which somehow ends up, you know, deserving to what that would be. You know, if you're trying to get representation, what you're doing there is actually just a caricature of what it actually absolutely. is. Absolutely. Absolutely. Are, are you saying that True Detective shouldn't from. have trans Samoan women as the detectives next season? Is that what you're saying? Hey, I'm a floating <laughs> head right now. <laughs> I see that floating head. Just, um, uh, yeah, but, well, Hans was saying that um, Marty should have been having gay uh, affairs with his wife instead to make it more inclusive. I, I, I thought that's what you were going to get at before, where you're saying the tension between Rust and Marty, and then when Rust fucks Marty's wife, I think it should have the other way. <laughs> now we were just yeah. saying that like it's a shame that now i was saying that i feel like a lot of media particularly cartoons are like made for a twitter algorithm as opposed to you know like the people like, i know trans people uh you know friends with trans people and they're not sat there going like oh i can't enjoy this movie unless there's someone trans in it they don't give a fuck they enjoy the same things anyone would you know what i mean it's like you don't yeah, have yeah. to and i'm saying yeah it'd be nice for them to see some representation and like hans's point was like you don't have to then make that their whole character. You know, you could be trans and be like, I don't know, some fucking cool scientist or whatever and just, oh, they're trans. All right, whatever. Like, it, it doesn't have to be the story arc, in my opinion, you know? Like, I argue that, that I would argue that that is, yeah, like Hans was saying, that's actually less helpful because then every time someone meets a trans person, they're like, oh, I'll treat them like this because of something maybe they've seen. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's like, no, just treat them completely fucking normal. Like, who cares? And that whole Twitter woke yeah, shit, like, like, really barely exists outside of it, really. You know what I mean? Well, it's also the fact that um, it, it becomes such a cartoon that if you're someone that's never exposed to that uh, to that type of people, you're, if you never interact with gay people, when you meet one and it's not like that, then you already have this predisposed idea of what a gay person is exactly. because of this character that you saw. Yeah. So then you find yeah. someone that's just, they're just normal, but they prefer the same sex. And it's like, oh, well, no, are you gay or are you not gay? Yeah, because this yeah. gay people do that. Like, it doesn't fit with, you know, what, that what the representation 
That's what they did in like just... they did that in the eighties. Like whenever there was a black character, it would always be like a criminal or a gangster, right? Like, and we got past that. Right. Fucking or you start moonwalking in the yeah, scene, like you know? yeah, you, you yeah, yeah you know, threads. Turn up with like a, like a melon and some chicken, like some mad fucking stereotype. And then we got past that, and it's like yeah, of course, black character can be anything. A great actually black detective series is Luther. You, I don't know if you know about Luther. We have it in the UK. Mm. Yeah. The first two series were amazing. Then it well went very downhill. I was gonna say yeah, that that's another show that reminds me of Dexter in that it gets a little too wacky at a certain point. Uh, but the first season of Luther especially is really good. So good, man. And and Idris Elba, like, there's a bit of a discussion that was a while ago where someone was like, oh, he should be James Bond. And it was like, fuck yeah. He'd, be, he'd like, literally be the perfect James Bond. And loads of people were like, James Bond can't be black. It's like 007 is a fucking code name for different special agents. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, James Bond isn't one guy. Like, you know, like, I really... I was like, really? James Bond can't be black? Like, why the fuck not? You know what I mean? Like, got to be better than Daniel it, Craig. That guy is so boring. Uh, he seems so exhausted, too. Oh, that role. he does. He, seems, like, he, just, he, he just wants the there money. There was a point, he, he said he wanted to kill himself before taking on another Bond film. And yet, I think we're, we're, we've got two Bond films since that point. Wow. He must have a lot of dodgy dealings well, he, where he needs the money. You know, like the rumors yeah, that De Niro maybe. has he all suffered. these hookers in apartments around America. Like that's why you make shit films now. <laughs> is that right? Is it is it hookers well, yeah, that, he, that well, he's in debt to? I would that. believe that. <laughs> yeah, a film buff told me that he has like a thing for like uh, like really hot black hookers, and that um, he keeps them all in like a part. Like he pays for their lifestyle. You know, and he like keeps them there. And that's why, yeah. <laughs> I mean, this is literally probably complete bullshit, but it was like someone that really loves films told me this in a place I used to work. And I just found that such a funny thing where like another, another meet the fuckers. And then like, you know, like Chanel rings him and he's like, oh, fuck, okay, yeah. Yeah, you need a new bed. Okay, let's do another fuckers. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, that'd be such a funny concept. I, I totally believe that. Uh, that that <laughs> I want to. fits his MO from what I know. And also his wife, at like 78 years old uh divorcing him now i think this this month or this this year well so, well well <laughs> very very interesting development so you got this uh you got this new QAnon podcast yeah man uh that you just launched through iHeartRadio picked it up right yeah man yeah yeah so i did that iheart so I was in Syria last year with that, um, you know, Robert Evans, that journalist, and he, he did a podcast series about the women fighters and the women, you know, like women's empowerment in Northeast Syria, which is obviously like a completely crazy place to to see that happening, you know, like a whole female fighting force. Mm-hmm. And so it's a really cool story. And I was like helping him produce it. And then when, you know, when he got back and he did it, I just hit them up. I was like, hey, man, like, I had a good experience working with Robert. Like, iHeart are actually very, like, non-restrictive, right? Um, and they were like, I was like, look, I want to do some stuff, you know, with you guys. Why not? Not popular front, like, because obviously that has always got to stay on its own, like, completely away from big media. But I was like, fuck it, man. I need some money to plow into popular front as well, right? So I thought, let me do this deal with iHeart. They were very, like, generous. They were very, like, good. Like, they really... It was I was it was one of the easiest interactions I've ever had with like a corporate media in my life. So I sold them, gave them a few ideas, and they were like, "Yeah, we like the Q thing." So I started on it, man. So I, you know, I started on my little production company, uh, Coup d'Etat Media, and I just started making it. And they've basically given me one hundred percent like control of it. Like so, 
what it is is a, a, essentially a podcast series that will look into who I think or we think is actually behind this kind of QAnon conspiracy. And, you know, as a lot of people are saying, oh, we already know who it is, but it's like, well, there's a lot of there's a lot of stories surrounding that that normal people don't know about. You know, this is an accessible podcast series. This isn't for like your like hyper nerd who knows everything about QAnon. It's like, no, if you don't know anything about it, we're going to tell you all the things, make it understandable. And, and like at the end, you know, and while we're doing this, the pursuit is to kind of lay out why we think it's this person and this person and how it went there. Um, and yeah, I mean, like, it's not really my beat, you know, like weird conspiracy QAnon stuff, but it's certainly something I'm interested in. I was like, let me do something away from war for a bit, you know, like I'm a little bit tired. So I started doing it and, you know, like like I said, it's not my beat. So I'm just getting all the people who were, it is their beat, you know, people that have been doing this for like three years, just focusing on QAnon, getting them all under one umbrella, basically, to say like, hey, let's tell this story, what's happening? Um, you know, and it's only yeah. one episode, but people seem to really like it, man. And I think... You know, I think it's timely as well. Like, I mean, fuck this week, Trump, <laughs> he like, he won't disavow this like fucking internet conspiracy theory. You know, he just refuses to disavow it. So it's just great timing, man. I think a lot of people are going, who are they? But I want to come at it from a direction of like, it's very easy to laugh at them. And I do laugh at them because it's so outrageous what they believe often. But I don't want to be like, oh, look at these stupid idiots. It's like, no, man, there's a reason they ended up believing this. There's a lot of failures within media, within um, government that made people believe in this. And a lot of failures within education, I would say, that anyone would believe this. So I'm trying to come at it from a more like, let's see how this happened rather than like stupid hicks or stupid republicans or whatever you know yeah i mean uh hans you believe in q right i've seen some tweets that imply <laughs> you're a big q guy right yeah i had yeah, that hashtag q yeah no <laughs> <laughs> what uh, no hans go, I, go. I, I gotta tell you i mean we we they talk about them. your tweets all the time hans but uh that one tweet that got you kicked off Twitter for a couple of days uh, <laughs> at Nancy Pelosi, I can't wait for you to die, bitch. That was, uh, that's very Q-like. Wouldn't you say QAnon? That is would, very uh, Q-like. say something like that? The QAnon, so this is what Maybe. Q, yeah. Some QAnoners believe, quite a lot of them believe this. Uh, <laughs> this is crazy. They think that there's a video of Hillary Clinton killing a child and cutting off the child's face and wearing it and like dancing around. Obviously, no one has fucking seen yeah. that video, but they're Sounds all, right. They, I've seen well, that video. I have that right? video on my shelf over here. <laughs> but they are convinced that it's real. Um, another way, though, like the, re- the way I'm coming from this is why I think I'm a good person to do it is because I, I know that there's a lot of... There is elite pedophile rings. We've fucking seen it with Epstein, right? A lot yeah. of... I hate to go into liberal this, but like a lot of liberal journalists will just completely ignore that because of how wacky Q is. And I'm saying like, well, well look there is an element of truth to some of it right the biggest problem with q is instead of like doing a service to the victims and saying let's expose this they take the grain of truth and expand it into a universe of like complete lies basically and then yeah. as soon as someone hears elite pedophile ring now instead of being like oh what the fuck we should look into that they just go oh for fuck's sake it's queuing on stuff so actually it's a massive disservice to what they think they're bringing attention to right uh, it's this whole like hamster wheel of just like bullshit. Um, so I kind of want to knock a bit. Look, my aim with it is if one fucking person that is into Q listens to the podcast and goes, mm, yeah, actually, this is a bit ridiculous. I'm going to fuck it off. That would be good for me. You know, like it's just it's actually really quite sad. Like it's just, there was like hundreds of families and stuff where 
people get brainwashed by this shit. It's all they speak about all day. And like, you know, someone will go around with a family dinner and someone will be like, oh, how are you? And they're like, well, not good because Q said that, you know, and it's just destroying families, man. Like, <laughs> well, you know, I, I've, I've been talking to people in my research and there are people who's like their mum and dad won't fucking speak to their kids anymore because they don't agree with them. Uh, and it's like, what? I mean, but in fairness, I, I don't think this would be even a thing if Hillary Clinton just stopped carving up children and wearing their faces, you know? Well, there is that element. <laughs> there is that element. So, Hillary, if you hear this, please What's stop. The... Um, there is a funny What's thing, the... actually. We, she's we a made, podcaster um... now, too, right? Yeah, she's got the podcast, the podcast on the IR, on the IR <laughs> network. I don't oh, want to say no. too much because I might like end up nerfing yeah. my show before he's finished. But yeah. <laughs> I, did, I made like a poster with Hillary's face on it and there's Trump's face on it. And they were a bit like, come on, man. <laughs> and it's like, yeah, okay, fair enough. You have to play ball a little bit, right? But, I, you know, they, I put it out on my Twitter rather than it being an official thing. And, they're, you know, they've been really good, man, really chill. Like, the first episode, I fucking sent it into them. I'm working with this great woman, Sophie. And there was, like, one or two notes, right? And they were just like, you're doing well, you do you. And, like, I was like, cool, that's a nice environment, right? So it's, uh, it's definitely a partnership between my production company and them rather than, like, oh, please let me make this thing, you know? So everyone's kind of interested in it, which is nice. Do you have a set amount of episodes you've got, like, ready to go, or is it going to be a continuous thing? So it's going to be eight episodes, but I'm kind of doing them week on week. Purely, I've, I've got the ideas laid out, but purely because so much is changing right now on the run-up to the election, I don't want it to seem like, oh, why aren't they talking about this right now? Like, my next episode, I wrote it, Trump just completely disavowed, like, refuses to disavow Q again for a second time. He even said, well, I don't know, there might be like a satanic pedophile cult, which is fucking mad for like the president of America to say. So it's like, of course, i got to put that in. It would just seem weird to ignore that, right? Mm-hmm. Is that what he said yesterday? I, I saw something. I didn't see the, so, the so thing because why? The woman must. But... So the woman talking to him like on this, I don't even know what it is, this town hall shit. So she must have said to him like, oh, you know, QAnon are like fucking love you or whatever. And he's like, yeah, it's fine. They're, they're very against pedophilia. Why not? And she's like, yeah, but like, you know, satanic pedophile cults don't exist. And he goes, don't they? <laughs> and she's like, well, no, we know that. <laughs> and he goes, I don't know that. And you don't know that. <laughs> it's like, and it, you know, it's funny, but someone did actually make a good point, actually. Some like big lib Twitter made a good point of saying like, well, if he was the pre- if he's the president, you would hope that he does know that if it was a real thing, right? <laughs> like you would hope that would be his first line of service to be like, "Whoa, what the fuck, satanic pedophile cult? We better stop it." But yeah, I I can't believe it. He, Trump is that's... so fucking funny to me, man. Like, I, obviously, I don't like the guy. That's... Like his policies are fucked, but he's so funny. You can't take that away. You see him dancing to YMCA this week. Yes. Oh, yes. Man. What? He's going to kiss all the guys. He's going to kiss all the guys. Like, he's so fucking funny. And he comes out of, like, he had COVID and he's saying he's, he went on stage and said, I'm immune. <laughs> no one told him that. No one has told him he's immune. And he's like, I'm immune. I think, Whatever. <laughs> like, reg- reg- again, regardless of all, like, the politics involved with, with Trump and whatnot, I think when the dust settles, he's going to be, he's going to be probably one of the, like, the big, memorable figures of history in u.s history oh yeah he completely changed everything yes which makes me think if he's if he's going to be one of the like the massive you know landmark figures of history then this should be a slam dunk election right but i don't know i don't know i I, I don't know i've got a few hundred pound bets with and a hundred dollar bets with some people that he's definitely going to win again 
Um, I don't believe the polls. I, I mean, I not saying I don't believe them. The polls are legit, but polls are not representative. Representative. Right. Like I think Hillary was down eighty percent on the biggest polls to win. You know, and that would have been a landslide, and she didn't. Yeah. So it's one of them ones. It's like I just think his base is he. We, you know, we really do live in like a, a post-truth world because anything. You know, this thing came out where he's not paying his fucking taxes. Like, you know, and this happened in our country with a lot of MPs were doing what was called the expenses scandal. It wasn't quite the same, but it was insane. Like, no, everyone was fucking fuming, you know, like, you, you know, I'm getting fucked with tax. Like everyone's and then it's like and then for the leader to not be paying it and all of his all of his supporters are like, oh, well, <laughs> it's like I thought you were about like the working man. And like, you know, and it's you can't ignore that no, shit. Man, I, I really I even say in it's the podcast, cool I'm not, not pay your tax. <laughs> sorry, man, I can't hear you. Oh, sorry. I said it's cool to not pay your taxes. Man. Hell yeah. Seven, right. Se- <laughs> billions of dollars, seven fifty in taxes. He's right. the greatest libertarian president. <laughs> my my friend my friend said this. So anarchist friend of mine was like, fuck yeah, Trump's fucking the state. And I was like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> obviously he was joking, but I was like, yeah, like it's just so crazy. Oh. So but I even say in the podcast, like, I'm not interested in like the, the shrill kind of partisan politics. I just want to go like how why are these people believing in this stuff? And yeah. like, maybe if we can show, like using this device, I guess, of like, we're going to show you who it is, is a way to kind of say, hey, come on now. Like, this is crazy. Like, you know what I mean? And also, I think it's it's a way for people to engage with it. Because I'm a Brit, right? So I can't even vote in America. Like, I don't really have a dog in the race, right? So I, I think they know I'm not going to like preach to them. But at the same time, it's like, it is it is a worry, man. I mean, there was a guy that um, he blocked a bridge on the Hoover Dam with this homemade armored vehicle, and he had like nine hundred rounds of ammunition in his car. Like, and this was all because of Q. Like, that's fucking worrying. You know what I mean? Like, I don't oh, think it's going to be like Jesus. mass suicides and violence and whatever if Trump doesn't win from Q people. But I do think that you know the way it's destroying certain families. That's bad. You know what I mean? What if some parents kill themselves and like, you know, that in itself, okay, on the grand scheme of things, people might not care, but I do. Like, I think that's bad. Here, here's something I'm curious about. How do yeah. they verify what's authentic Q and what's mm-hmm. just another anonymous poster posing as Q? Right. So there's a thing called a trip code, which we're going to get into in a later yeah. episode because it's so complicated. But essentially a trip code is like um, a sequence of numbers which can kind of like verify almost give an identity to someone on like an anonymous website. So like 4chan, everyone's anonymous, right? But if they can post with the same trip code, you can be like, ah, that was, okay, he's called a non, but we know it's him because of the trip code, right? You might as well give yourself a username, but it can be transferred to different websites and forums and whatever. However, the trip code is very easy to crack. And if you own the website, you can just take the fucking trip code. So it's not infallible but you know people <laughs> QAnons they think it is and there's a guy called Q plus right they think that's actually Trump so Q they don't think it's Trump but a guy called Q plus they think is literally Trump tweeting like sending cryptic messages on on fucking 4chan <laughs> but one of the main points I made in the first episode even was like the, the biggest rise of Q was on 8chan not even 4chan they, they got booted off of there because Moot that ran it was like fuck this shit like got rid of it um, and because they were kind of calling for violence, they were saying like anyone that's a Democrat should be hung, hanged. Um, but then on 8chan, they're posting about like, oh, Is there's, that a, Hans? there's a <laughs> yeah, with Pelosi. <laughs> but they were like posting on 8chan saying like, oh, there's this pedophile conspiracy within politics. 
And then Q chooses 8chan to do that. On 8chan, before it was shut down, paedophiles were openly sharing child sexual abuse images. Why the fuck would Q, who is all about saving the kids, <laughs> decide to use one of the few websites on the clear net where you can openly try child porn? It's just like, come on, it's crazy. Like, that's not yeah. right. So, yeah, we're trying to piece these things together and just kind of create these arguments where it's like, how can you argue against that? But they do argue against it. They have this thing, the plan. They just say it's all part of the plan. It's blind faith. It's blind faith, man. It's it's very worrying. That's a great line to use anytime anyone questions you or your decision making right. to part of the plan. Police <laughs> yes. stop you drink driving. Don't worry about it, man. It's part of the plan. <laughs> you just ran a kid over. Ah, <laughs> you don't see what I see. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's do fucked, you think uh, it's, do you, it's is there anything is there anything about it though that is like factually verifiable that you've found thus far um in terms of like how like maybe it's actually real sure, well yeah i know there's a lot of like ominous messages that could be true. maybe it means this thing that later happened you know it sets it up so yeah. there's very open-endedness but is there anything that has come about because i know basically nothing about QAnon. Mm. is there anything that has basically come about from that that has like checked out and can be concretely yeah. said okay yes this yeah yeah and i, I don't want to spoil it but like there's certain things where here's an example so if one guy i don't know he's a hobbyist and he has a specific hobby and he's on youtube talking about his hobby and then all of a sudden QAnon becomes very interested in that hobby as well and you can prove mm-hmm. that the two are linked it's like hmm. <laughs> it's like this is oh, okay. you know what i'm saying it'd be like imagine if you was like you fucking love rubik's cube and then all of a sudden q starts posting about rubik's cube on low res like it would be like well yeah. it's probably him you know what i mean so yeah there's a lot of that i mean and there's also a lot of very like the phrases that people use, right? So like QAnon has started mm. using phrases that a guy that I think is him has been using. So it's one of them ones where, it, but it, but the thing is though, it's not like, I'm not really spoiling the thing here because it it's definitely been more than one person. It's changed hands, like the whole thing. Um, and now it's kind of being used as a business model in a way, like the guy that I think is Q or at least running Q now like uses it to sell adverts on his website you know it's the whole thing is so calculated but the thing is with the Q messages they're all cryptic so the the Q and ons just take that and run with it right so it can mean a hundred different things so it's kind of difficult because if you want to convince them otherwise they say well no this is my interpretation and you're just back to square one again. Well, it's cute, you know? So honestly, though, like when I think we're done and it's like, I feel very confident that we can say, yes, it's this guy right now. And I think it's going to be believable. People are going to be like, yeah, clearly it's him. Um, I think even then, Q's are just going to, no one's going to give a fuck, you know? I mean, even if he came out and was like, it's me, it's all been a hoax. They're just going to be like, no, it's a deep state. You know, like there's always going to be a reason why they're right, you know. So it's that's the again post truth world we live in now. It's like the truth actually doesn't have the valid, valid validity that it used to have. Like, I, especially as a journalist, I'm seeing that there are certain things. I was talking to my friend about this the other day about, um, you know, like the Edward Snowden leaks, right? Yeah. I mean, a lot of people have opinions on Snowden, but I think ultimately what he did was incredibly important, exposing that the US is spying on its citizens for fuck all on a huge way. Mm. I think if that came out now, I don't really think anyone would be that bothered. You know, I don't think it would make the splash that it did back then. 
I really don't. Would they, yeah, they. I don't even know if like the mainstream presses would even run that story. Well, right? I mean, I don't. If, if, well, if, if, would, we're, but... if we're pretending like uh, Obama's in office right now, yeah, because if yeah, it was yeah. Trump, definitely that would be the number one story, and you true, know, he'd true, blame him for it. But yeah. um, there's so much that happens, and so much like ludicrous shit that also gets run through uh, big like legacy prestige presses that. Yeah. There's just too much. There's too much yeah, to focus on one thing and too, cite that exactly. as like the big incident of, yeah. There's too much, exactly. There's too much. And the internet has unfortunately given us this constant 24-hour, well, it used to be the 24-hour news cycle, right? On like, on the fucking like all-night news. But it's not even that now. It's minute by minute. Like at least on a 24-hour news cycle, they run the same story about 1,000 times. Like, or like, yeah. I don't know, tw- 10 times in a day, right? Now it's every minute. And there's new updates and you're getting takes and you're getting opinions and it's it's nonstop. So it is hard for people to care about this shit. You know, I've become very jaded. Like, even when things that I really hate happen now, I'm like, eh, fuck it. Like, you know what I mean? It's like, whatever. Like, you know, life is pain. It's all going to shit. I think a lot of people feel like that right now, you know, unfortunately. <laughs> well, I, it, it became more of an opinion than journalism because then you get all of these heads that come into uh news shows and it's just people giving their opinion and whatever it is and people run with it like it's right fact. exactly when it's just someone that's just giving an opinion on something that they might not even know what they're talking absolutely about. and and everyone's doing it it's not a partisan issue it's it's completely bipartisan mm-hmm. you know the ns msnbc is is the fox is the cnn is the breitbart you know what i mean it's all on both sides and it's very tiring actually so yeah, it's worrying and it's like, I don't, I don't know if we'll ever get out of it. I think we're just in a, you know, everyone's about the new normal with COVID. I mean, it's kind of amazing that it's that because the new normal is like, uh, it's kind of prescient that people say that because for me, the new normal is all of that as well. It's not just COVID. It's just all of this madness where everybody has lost faith in the media. The news spends more time on opinion than actual news. Like that's when I looked at a graph on like what Fox News does and they, they're like the, the smallest percentage of what they do is report the news. The biggest percentage is just talk to each other about how they're all right. You know what I mean? Um, yeah. The, the liberal ones are not as bad, but they, they're very high up there as well. And it's just, yeah, it's, well, it's, it's fucking crazy. It- and it the machine became, still goes. It, it became more of a more of a tool to enrage your base or yeah, enrage yeah, yeah. whatever the side is that watches you more than here's the truth, make your own mind. It's more like, hey, here's what you're supposed to think. Here's this thing that you're supposed to be outraged about. Here's the thing that you're supposed to care about. We don't care if you're dying. We don't care if you know no one has any money or whatever. It's just be hey, angry. Trump fucking farted into his wife's mouth last night. We got a report. It was an and <laughs> yeah, it's, yeah. it's like, oh my God, can you believe that he farts into his wife's mouth? But you know, they so will they, play. They I mean, the, the thing that they've really grappled with is this game of semantics. So like, let's say that that happened. Like Mitt Romney did indeed let one loose into his wife's mouth. Uh, on Fox, they might say, well, hold on. It wasn't the mouth. It was actually the lower neck. So this is false. This story is wrong. This is all incorrect. Or- or they will get a doctor, and the doctor will yes. be like, you know, if you fart into your wife's mouth, it actually helps. There's particles in your face. Yeah, exactly. Like, right. Trump was actually <laughs> saving his wife from an illness. Like, yeah. but, but you're right, yeah. And like, you remember when that thing about the piss tape came out? I don't know if you guys remember that, right? Where yeah. like everyone's saying, there's, uh, yes. a, there's a video yeah. of Trump pissing on a woman or whatever. And it's like, look, I, I mean, 
whatever. Like, if that was what he did and it was consenting and, like, both of them were adults and they want to do it, so what? Like, if you want to piss on each other, fine. Who cares? Well, hold on a second. Hold on. That's that's not the story. The story is he hired two uh, hookers to pee on an innocent hotel bed. On an oh, innocent hotel we, mattress, so he ruined property there. Right, but That's was not was, okay. <laughs> wasn't the story that it was a, a room that Obama stayed in yes, as well? Obama <laughs> slept in that bed. If he did that, what what a funny power move, man! <laughs> like, but really, yeah. like when when they're getting up, like you said, Hans, right? Like fucking people are dying because they can't afford healthcare or whatever, and then it's like, wow, let's run a segment on the piss tape. Who fucking cares? There's a very yeah. funny meme going around at the minute, like a lot of leftists are doing it. It's really like real leftists, not like screaming baby leftist like real leftist and it's like you know it's some woke shit will come out and then someone just puts like a picture of like a, a dying wojack and just says like healthcare please <laughs> do you know what i mean and it's yeah. like yeah, yeah exactly like oh my god this guy mischaractered or misgendered somewhere and then it's like healthcare please <laughs> like, and i you know yeah. i really kind of like that meme because it's like yeah how about you focus on the issues rather than this bullshit? You, this is a random one. I just just came in my head, but there's a great book by a guy, a friend of mine, a good journalist, uh, James Pogue, one of your guys, an American, and he he did the whole like militia scene before anyone, right? It's a great book called Chosen Country, and he's a I know him well. He's like a anarchist, right? Like a leftist, old school anarchist, and he just found all this really cool common ground with all these libertarian militias. Now, sure, they don't say this, you know, they're all Trump voters now. But he still talks to them and he's still saying like, hey, like we can find common ground here, but it's done in a really nice way. And and the funniest thing was, you know, that guy, Amon Bundy, like the big hardcore libertarian, like he yes. was like, the, yeah, yeah, he yeah. came out recently in support of Black Lives Matter. And he was like, yeah, the police are beating the fuck out of black people. I'm against that. They're being too aggressive. And I'm a libertarian. Naturally, he should agree with that. Right. I mean, on paper, that's what libertarians should care about. So. He said that. He's like, yeah, I'm behind Black Lives Matter. And he was destroyed. His own fan base were like destroyed, like burning pictures of him and shit, you know? And it's like, even that goes to show, even when you claim to be like a radical, you know, even they're affected by the post-truth world. It's like there was all these libertarian militias when Obama was around. The second Trump got in, they're all pro-government, you know? So it's just like, nothing means anything anymore is my point, I think. And it's it's just... Finding the, the middle ground or finding the relatable ground, like, you know, I said James Pogue does, like, I think it's kind of gone, you know, it's it's weird. Not for everyone, like, you know, fucking weirdos like us, we don't all agree, who gives a fuck, I don't care what you believe, you don't care what I believe, like, it doesn't matter, like, oh, do we both like this thing? Yeah, cool, we're friends, like, that has been lost now, it's like, no, I can't be friends with you if this, you know what I'm saying, and it's, obviously there is extremes to that always, people always bring up, well, what if they're racist? Yes, I'm not going to be a friend with a racist, yes, of course not. We're not talking about stuff like that. We're talking about like fucking basic, like who do you want to vote for? You know, and it's like God, man, right? Calm the fuck down. And uh, yeah, yeah, anyway, and, and QAnon is like the extreme of that on the other side of it. You know, like if if like people are worried about SJW stuff, like go and look at the QAnons, man. Fuck, they're offended all the time. If, if people aren't one hundred percent on board with them. They hate them. You know, they <laughs> I, even... I would love to see what a QAnon corporate media run environment would look like. It'd be that amazing. Could... <laughs> that, that would be, be a the real same spectacle. thing. But... Well, they yeah. call themselves the news, yeah, right? So there's this new thing now where they say we are the news now, right? So they say like we don't have the we don't listen to mainstream media anymore. 
And now their news network is just like loads of affiliated QAnons, like guys in their van ranting on the camera for like 20 minutes. And they're like, yeah, that's the news. So they just, they have their own news network, but it's just like weird, disparate men and women ranting about Q. And they're like, yep, got my news. <laughs> it's just fucking crazy, man. <laughs> like, it's really Team crazy. Course. There's a guy I talk to, though. Uh, he's called, uh, he's one of the only like QAnons that's like, kind of outwardly reasonable like he seems like a very nice guy but he's very lost in the queue thing craig mason and i really want to get him on the podcast man i really want to do an episode just saying like let's talk to an actual QAnon guy and hear their perspective i'm not going to shout him down or anything i just want to know like and maybe challenge him a bit like come on man like just see what they've got to think you know but even that they're like he, I don't think he wants to do it you know what i mean and it's it's like how mm. can this ever this bridge ever be this gap ever be bridged, I should say. Yeah, you don't want to treat him like uh, those Chapo Trap House hosts and uh, oh, Noam Chomsky, Noam right? Chomsky did, you, did you see that? <laughs> yeah, and it, I didn't see the whole thing, but I saw like bits and my friend sent me some of it. Uh, firstly, I'm not a Chapo fan, you know, like I, I don't. What? I thought you loved <laughs> Chapo, Jake. <laughs> I'm always making fun of them. I mean, there's a lot of what they say I kind of agree with, but they're just so contrived, in my opinion. And I, I can't stand uh, their personalities. Their personalities suck, man. They're so smug, it's, right? I, they're yeah. so it's fucking just a little, they're a smug little bit and they're the... not even clever in their They're smugness. not even lo- clever, yeah. That's the thing. A little bit right. of success made them believe that all of a sudden they are smart. Right. But they're right. not. You're right. still the same shitheads yeah, that, 100%. you know, started this shit that nobody gave a fuck right. about at the beginning. You if you look an at, audience now. If you look at somebody like, uh, like a uh, now I'm really just a floating head. Uh, it's somebody like <laughs> John Stewart. John Stewart would have like clever writing or something on The Daily Show to make his opponent or whoever he opposes look stupid, right? Whereas they'll yeah. just go, what are you, fucking dumb? Are you a retard? Yeah, yeah, Look exactly. at this fucking stupid idiot over here. It's just like, I, uh, all right, the, let's just push you aside. The thing that I don't understand is because I, I've only, I might have listened to maybe one episode once and I couldn't finish it just because of that. Their personalities are just jarring. I, I, to I me, tried but... to listen to their Tim Heidecker guest appearance before he went like full Word. irredeemable. yeah. yeah. The, the the thing that bothers me the most is that they present it as, or at least this Chomsky one. I, I don't give a fuck about Noam Chomsky. I don't know what he's done. I know he's a philosopher or whatever. I, I'm not familiar with him at all. But I don't understand being the bitchy young person that's just being bitchy and sassy and, well, this is this, but what about this? And have that face of just fucking smug shithead and think that anyone's going to take that side. Because even, again, I don't know what Chumsey's done. I don't know what he thinks. I don't know anything about him. But just by watching that clip and the way that they react to what he's saying, I'm immediately like, I'm on his side. I don't give a fuck about what he's He could be against, you know, race mixing or like something horrible that I'm just like, this is the guy that I would prefer to listen to. That would have prevented your existence, Hans. Yeah. He doesn't have have that attitude of like, we're more clever than you. So we're just going to be sassing you up the whole time. And I just, that's the least appealing thing to me of that side. Where it's just like, it's just, I can't listen to it. It's ego driven rather than like information driven. Do you know what I mean? And it's, they've created this whole celebrity around themselves. They're the most successful Patreon on earth. And, you know, it's one of them ones. Sometimes it's like, 
they have an idea and you're like, okay. And then, like you said, they always destroy it with the smugness, with the we're right, we're right. And I don't know if they, you know, and anything that you go, you say against them, they're just like, haha, you took us seriously. It's like, you can't do that. You can't just be yeah. like, oh, if we're wrong, it was satire. It's cowardice. It's cowardice. Exactly. It's cowardice. And it's like, no, nah, we were just kidding. Like, you weren't, or maybe if you were, you would just, well, actually, there's a point where just being kidding gets to dis, turns into disinformation when you have that big of an yeah. audience, right? You know, like, actually, I've tweeted a few things that I thought was clearly satire that I've had to delete because I realized, like, I've got a fairly big following now, and it's like, fuck, someone took that seriously. And in my head, I'm like, come on, man, it's clearly right. a joke. So like, actually, you do actually have a bit of responsibility. If you're a grown fucking adult, and like you said, if you're not a coward, you do have to accept, like, yeah, that was that was dumb. Uh, and then people are like, why did you delete that coward? It's like, no, I deleted it because I don't want to misinform, <laughs> you know? But but right. but like now fucking Chapo would just sew up their own ass, and it's just like they love the smell of their own farts. I mean, the fucking main guy gave himself the name Virgil Texas. Like his name is Felix, Felix uh, Oppenheim or something. I can't remember. And like, and and like, he's calling himself Virgil Texas. And it's just like, I, you know, that's fine. Give yourself a name. But I think my point is the whole thing's like a show, right? The whole thing is a show. Yeah. And I would argue that if you want to get involved in leftist politics and if you really care about the working class, then you shouldn't be putting on a show. You should be doing proper shit. You know what I mean? Um, and the idea that they they, I mean, they've tapped into this kind of U.S. internet socialist culture. And I got a friend, a good friend of mine that likes them a lot. And if I moan, he's like, oh, come on, man. You're just taking it too serious. It's like, well, a lot of people do really take them serious, actually. Yeah. You know, and they yeah. say, oh, That's no, they, problem, yeah. no, they don't. But I know people that like look at them as gospel. Um, and I mean, they're just trying to turn everyone into communists, really. Whereas I would argue that, you know, if you want to help the working class, maybe just fucking listen to what they need and talk to them without trying to, you know, shift in an ism every two minutes. So. But, you know, they've got a place in the world. I don't hate Chapo. I'm just not a fan, you know. Like, a, a good friend of mine, Brace Belden, well, I say good friend. Like, I know him. I know him. He's like, a, I find him a very funny guy. You know, he's a complete communist. We completely disagree on a lot of things politically. But we're cool. We're friends. You know what I mean? And it's fine. Um, but then I do think that you can't really do that with Chapo. Like, a while ago, they were, like, destroying anarchists on their show. And it's like... I know a lot of anarchists that like them and you know what I mean? It's kind of almost becoming too clicky now. It's like even within their own leftist sphere, they're trying to forge their own click. You know what I'm saying? It's like, where mm. does that end, man? And I think it ends with it, Chapo is right all the time. That's what they think. And again, if they heard this, which they, they won't, but if they heard this, they'll just be like, ah, what a loser. He's taking all this seriously. Yeah. It's like, okay, okay. <laughs> you know, like it's tiring. Fuck off. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I, I, when it comes to anything like uh, political, I, I, I also tend to value like what would their success be if you just removed the political element? Do they have something to offer outside of that? Do they have any kind of comedic chops that could, uh, you know, work into like a regular podcast? I don't see that with Chap. I don't. No. I a think lot that's of people gonna, find them very funny, but I don't get the humor personally. I question their taste. But, I uh, do, yeah. I would say I think, I think the whole Chapo thing is drying up. Currently, mm-hmm. I don't think they have that spark that they had maybe in like 2017. No, definitely so, not. But I'll tell you I, where, where their success comes from. It comes from... So so when Americans kind of found radical leftism in the last couple of years, and I don't mean... Obviously, I know there were real radical leftists, weather underground and all that was Black Panther Party. I mean, like recently, right? On the, on the fucking internet. They found it. 
And instead of being like, you know, socialism's cool, let's work this out, let's help workers, they ran with the woke stuff, right? So there was like this huge fucking walking on eggshells, everything is offensive, everyone's cancelled. So then Chapo sweeped in with like, we're leftists, but we're going to say slurs, we're going to say retarded, you know, using these words. And a lot of leftists found that, you know, they like that. They say, okay, yeah, we get it. We can have a joke as well. We can have a joke and we can have a laugh, but we also have leftist values, which honestly, that's how I kind of grew up, you know, like my family are not fucking stepping on eggshells about offending people, but they're certainly not right wing. So that was appealing, right? Okay, we can relax a little bit and have a laugh. But then like that just became the only thing they do. And now what they do is just like, we're shitting on the libs. Now I do that a lot because I just find it kind of embarrassing. But it's like, is that really your whole product? Do you know what I mean? That, that's what friends yeah. do, just chatting to each other. And it's, I mean, you know, it's, it's strange actually. I remember Virgil Texas had a fucking, he put a comedy night on years ago and had some hide there, you know, like he invited some hide there. Yes. Yeah, yeah. so, you know, they were kind of in the edgy, edgy comedy sphere. And then I guess Sam Hyde went full fucking one way and they went full the other way, I guess. There's the oh, he's a, he's a nice boy. That, that's <laughs> your <laughs> pal. But you know what I'm saying? There was he a sent divergence. Me, he sent me... Uh, uh, I, I have this... Uh, a lot of people don't know this. I have this weird relationship with Sam Hyde where uh, we exclusively canceled, talk between... Cancelled, Sorry, stop. The hours of... <laughs> we exclusively talk between the hours of uh, 4 a.m. and 4.30 a.m. And he will just send me uh, a random Instagram post. Like a couple of days ago, I got Byling's Film Mafia. Byling, you guys know Byling, the no. the actress. Yeah, the actress. Well, uh, she has a film mafia now with men from Turkey and from China and from Vietnam, and uh, you don't want to cross them. Is well, I yeah. guess the gist uh. of that. So, uh, yes, <laughs> but as you were saying. <laughs> uh. Lesson learned. <laughs> but yeah, no, I was just saying there was like, I think there was a very like specific political diversion. Like the edgy bracket was a lot more fun before it became deeply political. You know what I mean? Uh, yeah. and, and now it's just on two sides. It's just so political, which again kind of now, killed now edgy it's comedy. Just sassy bitch comedy. That's, that's what it is yeah. now. Like we're just going to be sassy bitches. I was going to say, there's not even like on an internet level. I don't even know if people are really doing edgy comedy well right now. I don't think there's really a go-to You guys are pretty fucking or, good at it, you know? Oh, we haven't done anything in like a year and a half. Yeah. Anyway. It's just this podcast. We're taking a break. We have some yeah. internal drama going on with our, our click. We're trying to reform. And then maybe okay, when this okay. movie drops, I don't know. Um, but like, I, you know what I mean? Like there, there's usually somebody to point to. I guess maybe Cumbtown would be the closest thing to that uh, right now. But yeah, they're kind but of waning out. Waning you can tell, bad, yeah, you can tell they don't bad. really like each other as much as yeah, they did when they started. Yeah, yeah, definitely. But I guess, I guess that's what happens when you have a show that's so open to everything. Because they started with, you know, this is a show about nothing. It's just guys saying the stupidest shit they can think of to make each other laugh. But when mm. you get to episode 100 yeah, or 200, yeah, it's yeah. kind of like... We've kind of said most things, right? You know, three, right. three stop years opening in. the show talking yeah. about dicks again for like the ninth week in a row, right? Three years in of <laughs> going like, oh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna piss in your ass, and wouldn't it be funny if your balls were in yeah. your ass? Like, it's like, oh, <laughs> come on, man. Like the thing that annoyed yeah. me is they got so much fucking money on the Patreon. I feel like they could have done a cool sketch show, you know, they could have done a world peace kind of thing, but from their perspective, and they just 
they just kind of bask in being lazy. Like it's a running joke how lazy, lazy Nick is. Yeah. And Did you ever money for nothing? It's a bit <laughs> yeah. boring though. Yeah, I think we might have talked about this yeah, the last time you, you were on. Well, they, I was just about to say, do, actually, they did do a sketch and it was appalling, yeah. <laughs> it, it was, was, least it was one camera, yeah. <laughs> one camera, them sitting on a couch and just talking. And I think it was like six minutes long. Awful. Yeah. Like Adam's wearing a diaper. Yeah, and they pulled a diaper that's, off him. It's so bad. Yeah, that's where the $30,000 yeah. a month went to. <laughs> yeah. But I'm, I'm sure, like, Nick Nick Mullen, I mean, to be honest, Stav is like Stav. I, I don't find him that funny, but Adam is, I don't even know what he does. But, like, Nick Mullen is actually a smart guy. Like, he's done a lot of comedy writing. I'm sure if he just pulled his finger out of his ass he could do something. I feel like he almost needs to lose all his money to get good again. Do you know what I mean? Yes. Yeah. I, the thing that it really bothers it's, me about Nick Mullen and like uh, the come town guys is like, they're they're it, It's so like gen X of an attitude to be like, ah, who gives a shit about this? We didn't put any effort mm. into it. This sucks. Who cares? And it's like, they're getting so much money and it's just like, what is that going to? Uh, mm. It's not I 30. I, I really 65. It's 65,000 a month? Of course it is. Why wouldn't it be? I really resent that, man. Like, I mean, you know as well as I do, like, how fucking hard, like, I work on my projects, how hard you work on your projects. Like, my Patreon's doing fine. It's doing good. But, like, most of that money goes back into Popular Front. You know what I mean? The production value has gone up. The the next documentary we've got coming out is going to be, like, the next level step up. And like all of that money is, you know, I live, I live fine. You know, I'm not fucking struggling like I used to. I don't have to do freelance work all the time, but it's like, I'm always looking for the next project. How can I put that back into it? How can I, and that's good. That's like, I like that. It's a good work ethic. And it's like, yeah, that's great because essentially these people, you know, it's not begging. It's a subscription service. They're paying you and they want more. It's like Netflix, right? Why not? So it's like you should be working for your Patreons. And if you get loads, you should work harder. Whereas I feel like Comtan, like you're saying, is they just don't give a fuck anymore, you know? Which is funny for like 10 minutes. And then when you're, like you said, when you're like three years into it, it's like, mate, fucking do something new. Ch- Chapel makes 160,000. Oh. <laughs> Holy fuck. <laughs> Jesus. Shit, man. Well, there you go. We, I mean, do you know what though? Like, we're talking like we know. We obviously fucking don't. <laughs> do you know what I mean? We don't know what the yeah. fuck we're doing. Like, they're obviously doing what people <laughs> we want. Need to... Yeah, we need to go full lefty. That's the that's the next step. I need to grow my, my hair, grow grow my hair back. It won't grow back, but just have like really bad hair that just and I a just terrible grow, beard, so it's just balding. Yeah. But I just comb it. Yeah, back. just yeah. look like and Jason just... Alexander. Yeah, I which, really, which is what would happen if I grow it. I really resent, though. <laughs> I always resent what is considered, like, the real left now. Because, I, you know, I, I'm very interested in leftism. I am Disney's a the leftist, real left. You know what I mean? Marvel Comics is the real left. Right. And now, and it, right? And it's like there's such an amazingly interesting, rich history behind leftism and the ideas behind it. You don't have to. I don't agree with it all, you know? Like... I, I'm no ism because I don't agree wholeheartedly with any political thing, but there's just so many interesting things to learn. So now when like the real left or the modern left is like degenerated into Chapo Trap House and their $100,000 on Patreon, that really, I resent that. Like it really pisses me off. Like the real left, the way I see it is when I'm fucking going, I'm every day I drive past the food bank where I live and there's like a small little community church and they're all like, without fail, there are people queued up down the road to get the food bank. A food bank, I don't know if you know, in the UK, we basically get free food because the government isn't providing it 
and there's not enough money and jobs are scarce. So they're giving like food to the community. Like that's real left to me, you know, like helping each other out. And they might not even all be leftists. It doesn't matter. They certainly definitely aren't. But my point is like organizing and doing like small things like that is really important. Helping the homeless and shit like all of this fucking, oh, let's dunk on the libs and let's chat shit about Marxist theory every minute. Fuck off. Boring, man. <laughs> you have you um have you uh looked into the great reset at all nah man i've heard of this what is this uh i probably wouldn't do it justice by explaining <laughs> it but uh it's this thing that's going to be talked about at davos uh whenever that happens it might have been canceled actually but this is what a lot of uh big corporate people are bringing to the table and i think like prince charles is behind this it's oh. i think the idea is basically to just keep things as they are right now forever <laughs> for the for the environment to uh save the environment we all have to just work from home and uh hope that we get a check every couple of months wow i mean yeah great it's great when the richest people on earth do that where they can just stay at home you know like it's amazing yeah, yeah. i have so <laughs> many friends that have fucking lost their jobs um just because of covid and shit and like man i know i know a lot of journalists the other day there was a thread on twitter where all these journalists were retweeting like how much they earned in like the kind of like with this kind of ostensible oh we're being transparent and i get the concept it's like oh it's it's good to be transparent but like a lot of them were earning a lot of money and i was like i feel like that's a really crass thing to do I mean, I'm British. We don't talk about what we own. It's very taboo here to do that. Certainly, you don't tell people how much money. The more money you have, the less you should speak about it here, certainly. But, like, I think it was a really crass thing to do when there are so many journalists out of work. I mean, really good journalists. The, the worst journalists are some of the ones doing the most right now, unfortunately. You know, network news bullshit. Yeah. And I know some of the best investigative journalists. I know two guys. I won't say their name, but they're amazing filmmakers. They won, like, all these awards. They did an incredible film called Mosul. And, like, I know that them guys are, like, kind of struggling and shit, right? And it's just, like, these are two of the best journalistic filmmakers I've ever known. And they're struggling like fuck. And I was like, man, we really don't need a load of American journalists to be telling us how much they're earning when it's, like, £100,000 and shit or $100,000 a year. And, like, there was a guy I know I had on Popular Front recently. He retweeted. He was like, I earn $9,000 a year. <laughs> you know, he was like, I am <laughs> fucked. And it was like, I was like, yeah, man, like, I feel you, man. That's fucking hard, man. So, yeah, it's, uh, yeah, for them to be saying the great reset is to just sit at home and hope you get a check. Yeah, well, they don't even have to hope for a check, do they? They just get it. They're already rich. No, oh, they want to do all the work for us. That's how I. Oh, really? really? Uh, okay. <laughs> Come round my house and clean my fucking toilet, for you, Charles. <laughs> you know, you can walk with my dog and pick my dog shit up, and then fuck off back to the palace. Yeah, it's it's such bullshit, man. It's it's so sad, really. But again, when are you going to start an Instagram account for your dog? By the way, your dog's uh, eating up all the uh, yeah, all the people, Instagram stories. He's a people star. People have been saying that to me. I'm like, why the fuck would I give my dog an Instagram account? You can get an endorsement deal. Get you can get money. free dog food yeah. for life. Those people are very uh, very well off, very successful when they export Man. their dogs. Like you can that. sell. I won't even let my dog race. You know, loads of people yeah. are trying to get me to do what's called <laughs> coursing here, uh, where you chase a rabbit because he's like the fastest dog. And I'm like, no, I don't want my dog to have a fucking job. You know what I mean? My mum wanted me to breed him. I'm like, I don't want my dog to fuck. Like, I don't want him to have to fuck. Like, he's a dog. Oh, Let him do disgusting. what he wants. Yeah. <laughs> but, you know, he's a dog. Let him do what he wants. Let him relax and, you know, fuck that. Yeah. Hashtag my dog. You, you, like, nah. you, know, 
<laughs> you don't want to start selling mouse pads with your dog's face on it? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He's a lovely boy, man. I love my fucking dog, but yeah, it's mad. I don't think so. I see Joe Rogan's got it, and it's always like, hi, I'm having a run today. Just been with my owner, Joe. <laughs> it's so yeah. fucking stupid. Like, what do you mean? The dog is just like whatever the dog's like yeah you're my owner like don't want to know like all the eyes oh, it's just so funny man now nah, it's not for me Dude, man. i think it's the funniest the, the funniest thing about those pages is that they comment on other dogs pages pretending oh, that they're dogs. Yeah. <laughs> they do the, they do the corporate twitter thing where oreos and chips ahoy will talk to each other and have sass oh, and replies i you know? hate that so much man uh, yeah, um, that 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 snack looks yummy, and it's just you click on it, it's just another dog's page. It's like, what the fuck? Uh, meanwhile, the dog is just like, why is this guy photoing me every yeah. minute? Like, fuck off! Oh man, oh, man. three hours so trying to take the perfect photo. We'll just have him wearing costumes that are uncomfortable. For yeah, the fucking yeah, dog yeah. With the one yeah, minute where yeah. the dog stayed still, that's where I get the photo. And then the dog commented like, "Need that jacket, girl?" Like, no, <laughs> <Please>. <laughs> stop abusing your fucking pets, man. Jesus Christ. Yeah, I hate that shit, man. I get my dog has a coat because he has to because he's a whippet, right? Like he's got you know short yeah. fur. He fucking freezes to death. Um, but no, I'm not. <laughs> I'm not gonna like. What, what, what would Poppy the Front even do? I mean, I guess I'd put him in like army uniform or some shit. Like, yeah. put a fucking helmet on him and some like really heavy Little body armor where he can't walk and shit. It's a that, suicide vest. That would be quite funny. Some, well, some grenades <laughs> on its side or like an AK on its back. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like a, a plastic one. Uh, yeah, a toy one. Fucking hell. <laughs> that would be great. Oh. <clears throat> All right, boys, I got to get started on dinner over here because it's almost seven o'clock. Uh, full disclosure, I have a studio apartment and uh, my girlfriend is home from work today. So she's just I've been, you know, making her stay silent in the corner this entire wow. time. Giving you the eye. What a gentleman. It's like I'm hungry. I like to, uh, I, you know, I like to just keep things in order here when I <laughs> when I do the podcast. So um, I think we'll, uh, I think we'll probably. Yes, yes, exactly. I'm doing a service here. I'm keeping the lights on. Yeah. Doing this. Um, we're going to wrap up there. Jake, do you want to give a plug to your podcast again, your brand new podcast? Yeah, man. So you just search uh, Q Clearance on any podcast app. Um, it's called Q Clearance because... QAnon, they believe the guy is called Q because they think he has a Q clearance security fucking whatever at the White House. So it's kind of a play on words as well, like Q clearance, clearing out Q. I don't fucking know. I thought it was clever when I came up with it. But yeah, Q clearance, the hunt for QAnon, you'll find it on podcast app, man. And definitely check out Popular Front. Just search for Popular Front in your podcast app as well. Wonderful. And uh, I'll plug for the first time, I think, Civic TV. We've been doing Civic TV for uh, like 13 weeks now, live on Twitch. We haven't done an episode of movies in months. This is the first one we've done since, what was it, Hans? Like August? April, March. No, was it? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, I was, because I I queued all the episodes up uh, like 15 weeks in advance. I think we did a bunch of in... We did just a bunch of them back to back and then and then just took a know, break a, a and just slept for a couple of months. Yeah. Just stopped doing all work <laughs> entirely. Uh, yeah, Civic TV is the new big thing, I guess. I don't know. I enjoy not being able to edit podcasts, so I might be taking it in that direction, doing live shows from now on for movies. I love live, uh, yeah. 
do some audience engagement. Here's the thing, though. I really don't like the typical like Twitch streaming format that feels so like loose and just sloppy and messy and 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 whatever. So if if we get to doing that, I want to keep it nice and composed. So it's mm-hmm. I'm, I'm holding my hands up. I'm doing like a hand expression here uh, for for <laughs> iTunes and all these other platforms that it'll be on. So I'll I gotta figure that out in the next couple of weeks. And uh, yeah, we'll do that. You should hop on when we start doing it live, Jake. Yeah, man, definitely. I would love that 100%, man. Thanks for having me on again, man. It's always a pleasure to talk to you guys.